Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, so for this week, I wanted to get into a few things here. First, I wanted to start with an update on the Brittany Griner situation. Uh, just immediately after uh, my last episode, uh, the news came out that she was, uh, they gave her a nine-year sentence uh, in Russia for smuggling the hashish oil. Um, so I haven't heard any updates after that. Uh, they still want the merchant of death. Um, the one who is uh, imprisoned here in the United States, who he was an arms dealer, uh, also played by Nick Cage in uh, the movie Lord of War. That's a good movie, but it's a real person. So uh, they're trying to do a, a trade there for him. Um, so yeah, haven't heard anything there. And then uh, update on Deshaun Watson. We're still waiting on the appeal from the NFL, uh, but it looks like uh, he's going to be suspended for uh, the rest for the full year this upcoming season um, and probably suspended indefinitely. Um, so those are the two uh, stories that I wanted to touch base on because I know we were uh, tracking those last couple weeks. Um, and then also in baseball, uh, Fernando Tatis uh, for the San Diego Padres, he was just suspended for 80 games for PEDs. Uh, he was using a prescription for, um, it's like for, extreme skin conditions and uh, his mom came to his defense actually and uh, posted that you know he was using this prescription for ringworm uh, but you know this is a prescription that has been tested and it's widely known that it's a steroid there's a steroid in there and you will test positive for it so it's performance enhancing Um, and this is just uh, piling on for uh, Tatis there with the Padres he had I think he had an accident where he broke his wrist, and that's why he was out this year, and now he's rehabbing, but now he's suspended for 80 games. Um, so there's is a raining on the parade there in San Diego. Um, I do not expect them to win this year because, you know, they haven't been that great with just Juan Soto there um, and Josh Hader and the other additions that they made this season. So I don't think they catch the Dodgers this year. I think it's more likely next year they're fully healthy, have a full year together where uh, they'll be an actual uh, contender. Uh, but after seeing what they look like right now and then without uh, Tatis for 80 games, that's the rest of the season, um, I, I don't see them as a serious contender. Um, and then A.J. Preller, the GM for uh, the Padres, actually called out Tatis that he's, um, you know, he seems a little immature and, you know, they need to dig deep into this uh, suspension. Uh, but that's true. You know, this is what happens. You give a young player a massive contract like they gave him, you know, there's, they're going to take some lumps, you know, they're going to go out and 
enjoy the money and, you know, probably, you know, live a little loosely. Um, so, you know, the thing with the Padres is they, they act like they've already won a championship and, you know, they had the epic collapse last year, uh, fired their manager, brought, uh, Bob Melvin in, um, former coach of the A's and, um, you know, they seem to be better this year, but, uh, we'll see if, if they can, if they can manage that through the, through the month of August and September and, you know, make a deep run in the playoffs cause they're talented on paper, but you know, chemistry wise, it just, it doesn't work and they're not, they're not going to catch the Dodgers this year. I don't think. Uh, so we got an update on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's just uh, the gift that keeps on giving here for them. Uh, Kevin Durant, he had a meeting with Joe Tsai, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, you know they, they had a sit down because you know the, the trade talks have stalled. You know they had they were asking for a lot in return for Kevin Durant, obviously because he's you know top three player in the NBA right now, um, even with the injuries. Um, cause if, you know, you trade for him, he gets, you get him on your team, you know, that elevates you to another category. You could, you could be a championship contender, but it depends on who you build around him. Right. And, uh, so they had to sit down and Josiah was obviously, um, hoping to, uh, come to agreement and say, Hey, you know, this is, this is what we want, right? We want it. Let's come to agreement. We, we have Kyrie Irving here. Um, and you know, this is your guy, right? And you know, we, we brought in Steve Nash, we brought in all these people because that's who you wanted. Uh, we even brought in washed Deandre Jordan. So, uh, the news breaks after their meeting that, uh, Kevin Durant is reiterating his trade demand. He is doubling down. He's pounding his fists. I want to be traded. Okay. And he's, he's trying to ask them to lower their, uh, their their trade demand of, of like what they want in return, their asking price, um, and apparently this this came out too. Apparently, uh, he does not like Steve Nash as a head coach and Sean Marks as a GM. And um, I have a problem with that because when he initially left Golden State, um, he was looking at Brooklyn. You know, everyone. You know, this is the team that had Jared Allen, uh, Karis LeVert. Uh, what's his name? Um, D'Angelo Russell. Um, you know they had a they had a good culture there. Um, they had a lot of guys. They were deep too. You know, and uh, you know they were flirting with, with you know the eight seed, seven seed sometimes. You know, like they weren't great, but you know you could tell they had a good locker room. You know they played for each other. Um, Kenny Atkins was their was their coach. Atkinson was their coach. Um, and now he's the the uh, the lead assistant coach there in golden state, but you know, he's, he's a great coach. And then, um, you know, Kyrie goes over there, um, brought in Kevin Durant, you know, then they're like, Oh, you know what? You got to fire Kenny. I don't think he's a good coach. It's like, okay. But you know, part of building a good culture is, is bringing in the right coach, right? The, the coach is, you know, he, he's the adult in the room. He, he gets everyone working together and you know, he, he sets the culture, right? And they're like, okay, well, who do we want to bring in? Oh, let's bring in my boy Steve Nash. You know, again, I love Steve Nash, loved him as a player, but he's just not—he's just not a head coach. He's not a head coach. He needs more time, you know, as a as a bench coach for someone, you know, being an assistant coach or something. But he was—he was like a consultant, a development coach for the Warriors. He worked with Kevin Durant one on one. A lot of the time, and uh, you know, in in this league, the NBA, they're like, okay, well, you know what, we have two superstars. We have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, two uh, NBA champions. Let's listen to them. They might know what they're talking about. Bringing in, bringing in Steve Nash, right? Uh, 
then you know there's you know there's uh, some writing on the wall there with uh, with Kyrie Irving and his his uh, his opinion of Steve Nash, where he he drops a famous line, oh um, you know we don't even need a head coach. It could be anyone. It could be me, KD. You know you know when they brought then they brought James Harden in. You know whatever. You know we're just out there. We're playing our game. It's like okay you know that raised some eyebrows and then he had to come out and to defend uh, Steve Nash and like oh you know that's not what I meant, but we knew what he meant right. And then, you know, some reports come out about Kyrie Irving and, uh, you know, that after practice would end, he would conduct his own practice with some of the bench guys. Like the most disrespectful thing you could do, um, especially in the NBA. Like what? Um, so, but so back on Kevin Durant. So, okay. So then they, they, they fire Kenny like, okay. And then they have Jared Allen who, by the way, Jared Allen is a, a great center. Uh, a great defensive center here in the NBA. He was an all-star this year with the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. Um, you know, he's a, a defensive anchor there. And uh, instead of keeping him, a good young player there, um, a good piece to have there on the team, uh, KD and Kyrie are like, nope, got to bring in my friend uh, DeAndre Jordan, you know, who's three years past his prime at that point. And he's he's virtually unplayable. They don't play him at all. But they're like, all right, sure, yeah, let's bring in uh, DeAndre Jordan. I think they gave him $10 million. Uh, so we have to trade Jared Allen, the all-star center, the future all-star center, to Cleveland. Um, so like, okay, that's fine. Um, got rid of uh, Karis LeVert. Uh, you know, D'Angelo uh, De- Russell was part of a trade too. Um, so they got rid of some of their bench guys and they pretty much only kept Joe Harris because he's a great three point shooter who, you know, was ended up, ended up being injured much of last year. They bring in James Harden because Katie's like, Oh, that's my boy from OKC. Let's bring in Harden, trade some assets, bring in Harden. You know, that's the, the big three there. You got Kyrie, KD, James Harden. Um, doesn't work out because Kyrie doesn't want to get a vaccine and you know, KD, you know, give him his credit. He was defending his friend Kyrie Irving and not, you know, speaking bad to him in the media. But, you know, reports have come out now that he had an issue with Kyrie, you know, uh, taking his stance and all that, not being available for games. Um, but him and him and Harden seem to be cool now, though, uh, because there, you know, there was videos of him and uh, Harden hanging out with Travis Scott or whatever. And then now he he listed the Sixers as a, as a team he wants to go get traded to. But you were just playing with Harden. You want to play with Harden again? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Um, but this is people thought this was a weak move from KD going to the Warriors and all, all that after losing. I think this is an even weaker move because he's looking over across uh, the states over to the Bay and sees Steph Clay and Draymond winning championship, and he's just he's getting antsy. He can't take it. He's like, well, I got Kyrie Irving here. I traded uh, Steph Curry for Kyrie. You did this to yourself, Kevin Durant. You made your bed, now you have to lie in it. And to just leave your teammates like that in the dust, they've, who've, they've you know, the GM there, Sean Marks, has done a, a phenomenal job there. They built a contending team before, or not contending, but, you know, a, a, a strong locker room team where they were just, they were one star away. You know, you bring in Kevin Durant by himself, that team could win a championship, I, I believe so, because they were so deep. But, um, you know, you then you you have Kenny fired for a rookie head coach. Like they were going too far off the radar with the Steve Nash hire, but that was your guy. You recommended him, and now it's not working. So now you go to the owner and say, "Hey, you know what? 
I, I put this team together. You know, I asked for I asked for Harden. We I asked for um, you know the shell of Blake Griffin to come in, who's just unplayable now. I I asked you to bring in Lamarcus Aldridge too, who had to retire because of a heart condition, then decides to come back and oh yeah, he's a Texas guy. Let's bring in Lamarcus Aldridge, who was also just washed. Let's bring in Patty Mills, who's not the same player that he was in San Antonio. Um, so let's bring in all these old aging stars who can't play like, yeah, DeAndre Jordan again. Like why he was three years past his prime and they still brought in DeAndre Jordan. Um, and let's do all this stuff here. Um, but you know what, now that you guys did it and I, I cost the team their future and all their assets and financials, you know, we're going to have to get rid of James Harden. Let's bring in Ben Simmons, you know, cause that's the only move we can do. And, oh, yeah, no, you know what? I, I don't like that move now. Now I'm out. Now he wants to be traded after they did all this stuff. And um, at first, you know, during the season, the front office wanted to trade Kyrie Irving because he was not playing games and he was costing them money and costing them a chance to win a championship. And what did Kyrie do? He said, nope, Kyrie's my guy. Can't trade him. Um, so, I mean... It's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that he's been demanding. And then he's, he still has the audacity to go on podcasts and stuff like, oh, I just want to hoop. I'm all about basketball. Like, no, no, you're not. You're getting you're getting a little angsty, anxious because of, uh, and antsy because of the way people were talking about you in the media. And then you have your demand still, even though this team has done everything that you've asked and you didn't like it, so now you want out. But now what's like a realistic place for Kevin Durant to go? I mean, the Brooklyn Nets don't owe him anything. If anything, they should be asking for more in return, but there's no way that they're going to try to uh, lower their their asking price for Kevin Durant just because he asked. It's like, dude, we've already done everything else you've asked for. Why should we do this now when you've put this team's future in jeopardy? We, they have no first-round picks. You know, they're strapped uh, on the books financially. You know, unless they trade Kyrie to uh, the Lakers, which is a possibility for uh, the asking price is now two first-round picks. You need to ask for two or three first-round picks for Kevin Durant, and at least get get a, a couple starters in return. You know, um, I know the Boston Celtics had offered uh, Jalen Brown, uh, but now now KD's like, oh yeah, I want to go to Boston now. Like what? You you had the opportunity to go to Boston first, and then but then you went to Golden State instead, and you said, oh, Boston was never number two. That's what you told Bill Simmons, and then now you want now you're like, oh, I want to go to Boston now. Like what? Because they were in the finals last year, like, oh yeah, I, they, they went to the finals. I, I could, I could help them win a championship now. Do you want to go back to Golden State because they just won? Like, I, I, I don't get it. And I hope he goes to Philly because Philly, they would fail and collapse if you have him there because you got Doc Rivers and you got Harden. Like Embiid's fine, but the rest, like, they would. I think they would just fail. And I'm just, I feel bad for Steve Nash. He had, uh, he was dealt a bad hand. You know, and it was his first opportunity to be a head coach. You're like, oh man, I got Kevin Durant here. I got Kyrie. We're good, man. We're good. You know, and it's a uh, my first head coaching job, and we're we're favorites. They were title favorites that first year, along with the the Los Angeles Lakers. I was excited for him. I'm like, oh cool, man. Steve Nash back in the league. Nice to see him around. But uh, no, it was just a bad first job to take. You want to take a rebuilding team, a team that no one's really paying attention to, you know, get your, get the lumps out and, uh, you know, get that experience. But he took a, he was, had to coach a team that was uh, supposed to be ready to win a championship, you know, and, and that wasn't the case. So, uh, this is a bad look legacy wise for Kevin Durant because all this stuff, when he starts demanding and, and it just doesn't go right. And then now he wants out, 
It's like, dude, I mean, he's he, now he doesn't want to finish out his contract. Say, I know I shouldn't bring up LeBron this, but I'm going to bring up LeBron this. But say what you want about him, but he has finished every contract he has played. He hasn't tra- He hasn't demanded any trades at all. Um, he seems to be a better GM than Kevin Durant, you know, because he was a GM for the the Lakers basically when they won in 2020. Um, and I, I can never put Kevin Durant above LeBron just with the stuff that he's done, like, you know, trying to go different teams and demanding and then like wanting out like LeBron has never done that. Like even with the Lakers, like he has every right to ask for a trade or to not sign an extension with the Lakers, but he just had a meeting with Rob Polinka and they're apparently on the same page. They're going to run the offense through Anthony Davis, which I thought they should have done already. Um, but Anthony Davis needs to stay healthy, you know, cause he can't depend on LeBron as much as they have been because of his age and, uh, but they had to because Anthony Davis has just been injured this whole time, and Russell Westbrook is is just not not gelling well with the team. But like so, yeah, LeBron he played out his 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 contract in in Cleveland, did the same thing in Miami, and then goes out, and now he's going to do the same thing with the Lakers. Like just the way that he has handled it, he has been a, a great superstar in that sense. Um, he stayed out of trouble and stuff. People can hate him for his his political stuff, whatever. But. Um, on and off the court, I think he's been great. Uh, it has shown that he is a, a true leader in the league. Same with Steph Curry. S- Steph Curry, is, I mean, no blemishes there with him on on his uh, on and off the court stuff. But Kevin Durant, he just has a lot of questionable things. Like, what are you doing? He, he, him and James Harden are more similar than I thought. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see with this uh, with this train wreck of a team in the Brooklyn Nets what happens there, but. Um, I don't expect Kyrie to be there because a report came out that Kyrie hated Steve Nash and Sean Marks too, but then he had to come out and defend himself. And then there was rumors about a contract that his new contract, he wouldn't want to play more than 60 games, you know, back to back to backs or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. So that, that's the update there. Um, I didn't think that the, the Nets were going to trade Kevin Durant because, you know, they didn't have to, and he has four years left on his contract. But now that he reiterated, he wants to be uh, traded. I mean, if he's willing to sit out games or sit out the year, then they have to trade him. And then that's when his, his value goes down. Um, so I expect, I don't know who is going to trade for him right now. Uh, probably the Sixers because they're pretty desperate uh, considering, you know, where they're at with uh, Joel Embiid's window, you know, and injury history and, um, you know, the rest of the team there and, you know, them needing to get over that hump and they just can't. Um, but, yeah, that's the update there. Um, let's see, Field of Dreams game in baseball was, you know, it was done between uh, the Reds and the Cubs. And this is a great thing for baseball, which I really like, is, uh, is what they're doing. It's, it's really different. You know, they, they, they have a, a little location there, the, the film site of the movie Field of Dreams in Iowa. And now they're actually playing real games there. Um, this is the kind of stuff that, that baseball, like there's something special about it when, with the way that they do this. Um, you know, it's, it's a small, intimate field. People walk through the cornfields and... Um, it's just uh, an amazing thing that they do. They need to have a better, uh, better matchup though than the Cubs and the Reds. They sh- they need to do a Dodgers Giants one. I would love to see that, or, or you know, get a get Shohei Otani out there, Angels and and Dodgers. I would watch that one too. Just you know, Yankees and Mets. You know, better matchups. You know, the last year was good though. It was uh, White Sox and and Yankees and Tim Anderson hits that uh, walk off home run. But um, great thing for baseball. I love that they're doing that. Um, but Next year, it's not happening next year because of construction for a new baseball park. So I don't know how they dropped the ball on that, or and how like the scheduling conflict happened. But like I, that just doesn't make sense to me. So 
Um, this is the kind of stuff that, that baseball needs to do because then, you know, kids start watching it like, oh, it's a Field of Dreams game, Field of Dreams game. Like, make it a yearly thing. But the, what, the issue that I have with it was that it was only shown on Fox and, if, and it was blacked out everywhere else. It's like, that, that's the problem. They should, they should be able to stream their games more than any other, any other sport. Like, other, like football, you can watch it on pretty much any, any channel. Like depending on, on the day or whatever, but uh, and then NBA, there's a bunch of channels you can watch it on, right? Different days, go to different networks, but baseball, like it locally, like it's blacked out. So you're like, oh, you're in the area, you have to go to the game if you want to watch it, or like if you're on radio, you have to pay for a subscription. Um, you get like the marquee games, I guess, on ESPN, like TBS, but that's it, and it's it's hard to actually get engaged with the game, and that's the problem. They need to get it to be you know easily accessible for people to watch but uh but we'll see i don't know they have a they have a lot of things to work on there um some some tv news i wanted to get into uh there's a shake-up at uh, at hbo so um if you didn't know hbo and discovery plus are, are merging now as part of the the streaming wars here that that we're experiencing which i mean that doesn't even make sense i guess discovery plus is absorbing hbo which it's just personally for me that's upsetting because HBO is like its own to me it's its own entity. It's like ESPN, it's like its own thing. But now now Disney they own ESPN and stuff, but so HBO should be like a standalone service because the content that they've been putting out forever, you know, you got the wire, Sopranos, obviously the Oz and then you know Game of Thrones, like they have their own great shows that um, that no other network or streaming service can compete with. Netflix has all the the funding and all this stuff, but Netflix shows they don't compare to HBO at all. Like even like the newer HBO shows, Mayor of East Town, they got some comedies, hacks, like they have everything, right? And then they started with the documentaries, the crime documentaries, and then everyone else like, oh, look what HBO is doing. Let's let's do our own um, crime documentaries like we have on Netflix and stuff and and Hulu. Like HBO is one they they are the standard for for great TV. Right, because Sunday night that's your routine. Watch all the new shows that they have, and um, I just hate that there's a merger here with Discovery Plus because in 2023 they just came out with this new app that I like. I love the HBO Max app; it's great. You get all the different the different uh, the channels that you can go to. Like uh, if you want all TCM stuff, the oldie movies, black and white, you can just go to that that channel. Or then if you want the anime, just go to that that part of it. So. Um, yeah, but then with that in 2023, they're going to get rid of the app. And then by, I think it's by 2025, they're going to merge both of them. So it's going to be one app that is, I don't even want my discovery plus to be with HBO. I don't even watch the stuff on discovery plus. Like I don't, I don't need that. That needs to be free. That needs to be included in cable because I'm not, I'm not trying to get involved with that. But with the HBO shakeup, they're canceling movies and TV shows. And so they might, I heard there was a rumor that, um, hacks might get, canceled which would be upsetting because i love that show and and gene smart deserves better than that i hope that's not canceled um they canceled batgirl which was very upsetting because the movie was just about done it was like 90 percent completed and it just they just axed it and they, they spent was 60 million dollars on that movie and it's a bad look because she's a latina woman who's gonna play batgirl and you just cancel it. So, I mean, that happens, right? But, I mean, there's so many people were excited for it. Like, I just don't understand 
with Warner Brothers. Like, why can't you just release it somehow to get some money? But then now the new leadership at HBO Max, they're just going to use it as a tax write-off, which pisses me off. So like all this, so then now the movies on HBO Max that went straight to s- streaming, now it's not going to happen. So like I think it was um, The American Pickle, that one with Seth Rogen, that got taken off. Uh, there's other movies that went straight to uh, streaming there. Um, and then there was a, um, what was it, House Party remake. That one got canceled. That was supposed to come out June 28th, I think, or July 28th. There was, they, were, they showed it in like the clips like, oh, what's coming this summer? And there was a trailer that was released, and they just canceled it. That movie was done. It was already done, and they were just like, nope, we're pulling it. And so now, if you want to see that movie, you have to pay, you have to rent it or something. But Batgirl... Completely axed, uh, which is really disappointing because the same time, the movie The Flash, I don't know if you've heard, but Ezra Miller is crazy right now, and he's always in the news. He has a bunch of pending assault charges. People are looking for him. He was he had this this uh, Vermont family staying at his ranch or something, like a, so a, a woman and her three kids, and now they're like missing. I have no idea. This guy is like off his, off his rocker, though, but... Um, and so the movie, they were like, oh, we should cancel this movie. Because obviously, right? Because he's just like in the news for bad stuff all the time. Like this past, like this is the summer of Ezra Miller having meltdowns publicly. And they're like, you know what? Maybe we should cancel it. They're like, you know what? We're already done with the movie. Let's just release it. So they're actually going to release the Flash movie instead of Batgirl, which I haven't heard anything bad about the actress who's starring in Batgirl, Right. But they're not gonna they're they're gonna still cancel Batgirl. But then, the Flash, who this this psycho is playing, who stars in, is gonna is they're gonna release that movie. That just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It's extremely disappointing, and it's a shame on uh, Warner Brothers for doing so. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't like the sound of this merger because now if I want to watch HBO content, like I'm gonna have to what if, how am I gonna watch it? They're not gonna have their own app. Am I gonna have to go through the Discovery Plus app now? And they're gonna have their own like little page for HBO, which th- doesn't make sense at all. Like HBO is a is a standalone service that should have their own stuff. They shouldn't have to be merging with anybody else. Um, so yeah, I, I'm obviously upset about it because I, I just learned how to use this new app. Now I have to, all this other apps and then these other streaming services are trying to you know combine with somebody else and it's just i'm tired of it <laughs> because now like like when's the last time you guys went to the movies you know it's um i just went today but um before this like the last one i, I went like in september or something so almost a year there but uh the way that they advertise for movies now it just goes straight to streaming so it's like oh do i really want to go to the movies but i went today and i i forgot how much i missed and I enjoy going to the movies. Um, you know, I just, you know, you're, you're in the theater, it's all dark, and you're watching with other people. Like, I just, I, I missed doing that. It was so great. Um, but I watched uh, the new Jordan Poole movie, uh, Nope. It was uh, it was very interesting. Um, I thought uh, Kiki Palmer was just, uh, she was the best in it. She was so funny in it. Um, she really shined um, in her role there. But uh, Jordan Poole is... Um, interesting director and i just i love his movies nothing is gonna for me nothing is personally gonna top uh get out because uh, when i first watched it in theaters I, I had no idea what to expect but i had i went to go see that movie because it was um i think it was like a 98 percent on rotten tomatoes at the time and it had great reviews so 
you know, when I went, it was just uh, it was just a great storyline. It was funny. It had everything. Uh, but this movie was, was really good, too, and uh, really interesting. It was more of a sci-fi horror, I think, but uh, probably more sci-fi than horror. Uh, but, yeah, I recommend watching that. Uh, preseason football has started officially. I think it's the second uh, slate of games here this week. It's still too early for me. I didn't realize that it started this early, uh, August 12th. Um, so I'm not going to talk about it yet. It's still preseason, so I don't. I mean, if someone looks good in preseason, it's just preseason. It doesn't matter. The only people who take preseason seriously, I guess, are the Baltimore Ravens because they've won 21 straight uh, preseason games. So they're 21-0 there. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm i thinking next week is probably a good time to, you know, have the, uh, the fantasy football uh, discussion, um, you know, tell you who to draft. Uh, we'll talk about who not to draft, um, you know, kind of what's the outlook there for this year. Um, who to expect big years from, you know, cause I know we're all getting ready for our fantasy drafts. Mine is, I think mine is actually next weekend. So I, I haven't even prepared for that. So I'll have to prepare for this podcast and for that as well. And then, um, next probably maybe the week after that, because next week will be our fantasy football episode. And then the week after that one, we'll talk about, um, uh, NFL over-unders uh, for the season, and then I'll make some predictions about uh, who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to win the divisions, and then who eventually will win the Super Bowl. Um, so a couple things there to look forward to. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have for uh, the, for this week's episode. Just uh, a couple, a few th- things there. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>